Is Apple playing fair? Welcome to Tech First with John Goodseer. Apple looks to be giving its own ad network a leg up on competitors with customer data that other ad networks can't access. In iOS 14, Apple advertising appears to have a separate settings panel with a default on setting. Other advertisers and ad networks on iOS, however, need to ask permission every single time. It's preferential access to users' data, mobile expert Eric Sefer told me, now their best position to gain market share in mobile app install ads. That's close to an $80 billion industry that Google and Facebook currently dominate. Now, Apple's making a major user privacy change in the next version of its mobile operating system. Mobile advertisers will no longer be able to monitor the results of their advertising on a granular per-device basis by default because Apple crippled its own identifier for advertisers, the IDFA. Essentially, Apple is forcing advertisers to use a per-app permission pop-up with pretty scary language telling users the app wants permission to track them across other apps and websites. In contrast, Apple's own advertising service looks to enable personalization by default, giving it a platform-level advantage over competitors. And those competitors aren't just tiny ad networks. They include Apple's corporate rivals such as Google and Facebook. So the mobile marketing ecosystem is extremely complex. But essentially, advertisers and ad networks use the IDFA to measure the results of their marketing. They can stop showing you ads if you're never clicking on them. They can connect an ad you saw to an app that you eventually install later on, and more. People can turn off the IDFA, but only about 30% actually do. In fact, the IDFA replaced more dangerous and more privacy-exposing device identifiers that people couldn't turn off at all. But there are still some things that bad actors can use the IDFA for that could result in long-term privacy problems, like tracking people, monitoring everything they do, and building up profiles of their activity. In fact, a source told me that a Chinese national who worked for Machine Zone, a major game studio that produces games like Mobile Strike, Game of War, and Final Fantasy, attempted to steal thousands of IDFA records. In fact, hundreds of thousands. Jing Zhang was arrested by the FBI literally on an airplane about to take off for China, holding in his possession a USB thumb drive filled with IDFAs. Now, that could be simply corporate espionage, right? Stealing the identifiers for all the highest value players in a game. But it also could extend to national security with data on what apps high leverage individuals use. Knowing, for instance, that a politician uses Grindr could be used against him. And while the IDFA is not tied to a person, but a device, it's well known that in many cases, you can be easily identified via ostensibly, quote, anonymized data, unquote. To improve user privacy, and likely out of a concern for a sort of Cambridge Analytica-like exposure in a potential major publicized breach, Apple decided to make the IDFA opt-in rather than opt-out in iOS 14. So think GDPR notifications on the web, right? This website uses cookies. Do you accept every single time you install an app? But 
notice the significantly scary language insert app name that you care about pal about or facebook or whatever would like permission to track you across apps and websites owned by other companies that's language that's likely designed to minimize opt-in if you contrast that with the language that apple uses and it's much harder to find separate settings pane for apple advertising there's a big difference Apple's ad network gets to use very friendly language such as, quote, designed to protect your privacy and, quote, give you control, unquote. The result, most mobile experts think, will be a below 20% opt-in rate for IDFA tracking, and I think it'll be close to 0%. So that's good for privacy. It's good for users. It's also bad for legitimate advertisers and marketers, but potentially worse is Apple retaining advantages that other ecosystem players cannot, simply because Apple owns the iOS platform. Everyone else needs permission to allow tracking, but Apple retains its access to more data. And Apple potentially has a lot of on-device data. While the company is privacy-centric, and it does mix your data with groups of 5,000 other people to only target large segments, not individuals, Apple explicitly says it uses data about your device's connectivity, time settings, type, language, and location to personalize ads to you. Apple also uses data gathered during your searches on the App Store and articles that you read in Apple News, plus your mobile carrier. Sue Ferris told me they obviously have some kind of targeting that goes to device level. Some of that might be contextual, but regardless, it's preferential access. This is kind of shocking. It's just so brazen. These capabilities aren't exposed to others. In fact, Apple advertising retains those capabilities even if someone requests not to be tracked, as its own iAd documentation reveals. And so Apple variously calls its ad network Apple Search Ads, Apple Advertising, and the original name, iAd. In the first scenario for Apple Advertising Attribution, and attribution is tracking to determine the results of a user viewing an ad. In that first scenario, the user has allowed the use of her IDFA, and attribution happens, a mobile expert told me. In the second scenario, a user clicks, no, don't track me, no attribution happens. But in the third scenario, the user was never asked, but Apple advertising can still run attribution. Now that's a capability no other ad network can possess because essentially it's the original, the iOS 13 means of advertising attribution where assent is assumed unless explicitly revoked. Other ad networks can't assume assent and do not get the IDFA without explicitly requesting it and a user explicitly granting it. That means that Google, Facebook, Ad Colony, Vungle, Iron Source, any other ad network now has less data for ad targeting and ad delivery optimization than Apple. And that's an advantage simply based on who owns the platform, which one would think could have antitrust implications. Now, it's possible that this is a temporary situation. One source in the mobile marketing industry who requested anonymity told me that Apple is using a quote, archaic attribution engine they built years ago, and they're currently upgrading their code to comply with the new rules. 
The thinking is that Apple advertising will eventually be compatible with SK Ad Network, a framework that Apple built for advertisers. SK Ad Network enables completely privacy-safe advertising attribution, meaning that brands can know which ad campaigns worked, but they won't have specific granular data on which people viewed an ad, clicked an ad, and took action. There remain two issues, however. First, Apple's imposing a September deadline on the entire advertising industry, including Google and Facebook, for IDFA compliance. When iOS 14 launches, the old world dies. The new world becomes a reality. Apple appears to be giving its own ad network something of a grace period here, grandfathering Apple advertising in. That's hardly fair. The second issue is that it's not clear that Apple advertising will follow all the rules that Apple is forcing every other advertiser and ad network to follow. And if not, that's a long-term platform-based advantage against every other player in the space. So it's possible to argue, hey, Apple is privacy-focused. It won't abuse the data it has access to. That's likely true, but it's also beside the point. The entire issue in Apple's multiple ongoing antitrust investigations, both locally in the U.S. and across the Atlantic in Europe, is whether there's a level playing field between Apple and its competitors on a platform that Apple built and grew to global proportions. And that's the true danger here for Apple, that for the sake of a few billion dollars in revenue from Apple advertising, it's putting an entire trillion dollar organization at risk. That doesn't seem to be a wise bet. In addition, Apple risks its IDFA deprecation being seen not so much as a privacy-enhancing move made out of altruistic goodwill as a competitive strategy to improve its position with rivals. Thanks so much for joining me on Tech First. My name, of course, is John Kutsir. Hey, if you like this podcast, rate it, review it, share it with a friend. Have a great day.